Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Sunday Skate with Scott McLaughlin and Andrew Razor Raycroft. Brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market. Perfecting the art of fresh on WEEI. Brent as a team, he had a funk like this before Christmas. It was 0-2-2. Came out of it quite well. Anything in there that kind of offers some hope in terms of what, what gets us going again? Yeah, I mean, I know uh, we can do it in this group. It's the same same guys. Um, I think it's just uh, one of those we got to snap out of it. And, um, you know, hopefully we're doing it now and not later. So. Welcome back to Sunday Skate. Hour two here. I'm Scott McLaughlin with Andrew Razor Raycroft and Bridget Pru. That's Trent Frederick talking about re- referencing the Bruins slump that they went into just before Christmas. Uh, the only other time this year that they lost four in a row. And they did pull. Now it took you know a little bit of a reset over Christmas break, but they did pull themselves out of it. And they actually went on a heater right after that coming out of Christmas break. So they have done it. They have to do it now. Uh, it's not going to be an easy stretch or, you know, an easy game if we're just looking one game ahead to Monday. You have the Red Hot Dallas Stars coming in to close out this homestand. So, you know, there's there's no gimme game there. Stars are tough. Then you go out west. Calgary just beat you. Edmonton has really turned their season around after a slow start. Vancouver again. Seattle, who just beat you, like... You know, it's not getting a whole lot easier for the Bruins. So it's it's going to come down to them playing the right way and finding a way to win some of these games because I, I don't think any of these opponents are going to hand them anything. So uh, I wanted to get to some of these texts, guys. And uh, we're talking about trade possibilities. And one of the biggest complicating factors is that the Bruins right now have virtually no salary cap space. So in order to add anything, you're going to have to move some money out somewhere. And 401 texter says, DeBrusque gone, Grizzly gone. I don't know if that happens, but it is an interesting conversation because those are two pending free agents. Uh, as far as we know, you know, no contract extension on the horizon. DeBrusque has been on the record about wanting to get an extension done, but obviously it hasn't happened yet. So what do you guys do with those two? Because I, I mentioned, you know, Grizzly's had a bit of an inconsistent season. So has DeBrusque. He... Started really slow, turned it on, played really good hockey for about two months, was producing, and now he's in another slump. I think it's eight games without a point. So how do you approach those two in particular? Well, 
it's hard to say what the value is, I, and and I, this goes to a league wide issue, and and I've talked about it a little bit. It's just what are what are all these guys worth? I, I don't know. Um, who can make moves? How are they making moves? We we've only seen Calgary and Vancouver trade with each other basically since the trade deadline last season. We we've seen virtually nothing for a full twelve months in the National Hockey League, other than Calgary and Vancouver. So are 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 the deals that are still out there where you can trade away salary for Arizona to take that salary on, for Anaheim to take salary on for a guy like DeBrus, for a guy like Grizzlick, just as examples who are going to run out of their contract. Basically, you trade a first rounder and Grizzlick to Anaheim for a player, they take the salary, they lose it, they can rebuild, they take the first rounder. Is that are those deals out there or is it have to be a hockey deal all the time? Does it have to be money in, money out? Um, that that's where it makes it really difficult to for me to answer these questions because I'm not quite sure if the Bruins can get rid of somebody just for salary reasons, or they have to get rid of somebody that has the same salary coming back. And and if and those are two big different scenarios that make it much more difficult to make these deals. And and, and at the end of the day. Um, the 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 value that these teams put on the players that are actually in the room compared to what they're watching on video is always different than what we perceive as well. Yeah, and you have to be able to get someone that's an upgrade back. Like you can't just trade Jake DeBrusque out of your top six. And we're not- talking about needing more scoring. We're talking about needing more wingers. We're talking about needing more forwards. And yeah, you, like you, you, you that's. That that opens more holes. Exactly. You're 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 talking about needing to add there, not yeah. subtract there. And and you can even if you don't like Jake DeBrusque, I know he's been a polarizing player in Boston, but you you do need him, and and you know what his ceiling can be. You know he can score, and and he over the last few games he's looked pretty good. I mean, in that combination that they've had him in. Uh, on the first line, I mean, everybody looks good next to Pasternak, but um, well, no, yeah, I think we should defend Jake a little bit because even when he hasn't scored this season, above all other seasons, he's contributed more so um, in his two hundred foot game in, in different ways on the ice, and um, and and when he does score, this team wins. It, it, it's it, it's pretty simple. Like the math's really simple. When it's Coil, when it's DeBrus scoring and, and getting points, they win. So, so to your point, Bridget, like they kind of need them, and uh, you need them to play well. Yeah, De- DeBrusque rounding out his defensive game has really raised the floor of his game yes. to a, a spot that it, it just wasn't there before. Yep. Like if you go back to the days of Bruce Cassidy healthy scratching him, when Bruce Cassidy would explain why, it wasn't he's not scoring, it was – we're not getting the 200-foot game we need from him. His details are off. He's missing assignments in the D zone. It was all of that. Yeah. So that's there. That That is a credit to him. Of course, you st- you do still need him to score. And I, I do think he's been playing pretty well recently. He has 14 shots on goal in the last four games. You know, he's, he's getting opportunities that they're not going in. He's not the only guy on the team that that's been true for here over the last little bit. You know, that, that's another part of it no one likes to you don't want to make excuses but Joey Decord had probably his best game of the season against you when you lost to Seattle and he's he's had a terrific two-month stretch here um for the Kraken North Andover native local kid 
Thursday may, may have been his best ever yet and happened to come against you. So, um, yeah, I – listen, I'm not opposed to trading Jake DeBrusque, but it has to be for an upgrade. You, you can't you can't trade him away and downgrade your forward group. Like, whatever, whatever his faults might be, whatever the inconsistencies might be, the streakiness, we know when DeBrusque is on, he fits in your top six and helps you win hockey games. So unless you're finding someone who does that at an even higher level and more consistently, who is also going to fit the way you play, uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And again, Razor, to your point, like where is he going? It's only going to be contenders that are interested in him. He's a pending yeah. free agent. He's a rental. So you know you're not you're not trading him to some rebuilding team to get their pending free agent because. Why would they, unless they're going to turn around and flip him in another deal, but like, why, why would they take him on? Yeah. That, the idea that you're going to get like three players for Jake DeBrusque, right? Like you, if you are trading him, you need two, you need two guys back to, to fill that role and also fill the role that you're trying to add to. That's not like they, you're never getting that much. And I think that's the big thing with this deadline. And, and we've seen it is that I don't think teams are really going willy nilly. Like they're not going to give a bunch of players out and, and for free, even if they are unrestricted, even if they're out of the playoffs. Like it, it just seems as though it's there's a huge logjam, and I just don't know how you you make more than a a one player for a draft pick or one player for a prospect. Like how you end up making multi player trades in this climate is 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 foreign to me. Well, and it, the Bruins were able to do it last year at, at the deadline. They pulled off some stuff we were not expecting. And, and like, specifically with DeBrusque, though, I can't think of a name on another team that's going to be a seller that, like, that comes to mind immediately when you're, when you're thinking of, okay, we're, we're going to, that would be an upgrade over DeBrusque. And we would somehow be able to pull it off in terms of uh, bringing their their salary in and bringing and giving away probably something else to because you you can't just give away DeBrusque and get an upgrade. You also would have to be trading something else in a package for for that player. Right. It, it, you know, it's like you could go to I don't know Jordan Eberle in Seattle is a guy we just saw, but you know if he's an upgrade over DeBrusque, it's fairly marginal. You could look at uh, Tyler Toffoli in Calgary as a name that's been out there, but again, like I don't know why Calgary is taking on DeBrusque unless that there's an extension in place. So, so, so let's let, let's ask that question. I'll ask you guys that question. Do the Bruins need to sign Jake DeBrusque by the deadline? Does that matter? Does do they have to have something in place to to feel confident that they're not losing him for nothing? I feel like they need to do it for either way. Like whether they want to trade him or keep him, they need to sign him before they need to extend him before that. Because if they want to keep him, um, then it it seems like the perfect time. You you know what you're getting. And and he's probably going to take less than what he thought he was going to get at the beginning of the year, because it's been a little bit of an up and down year for him, despite him. Like we said, even though he has had fewer points than he probably wants, still has played pretty well this season. Um, so you want to get that done, and it does also make him more valuable to a team that's not a not a, a seller. Like, I mean, not a not a buyer. Like, you're looking to trade a roster player to a team that wants someone for the future, and he becomes a player that you can keep in the future if he has the term on, on the contract. Yeah, I think I think Jake DeBrusque probably loved it when when people were making comparisons to. 
the contract Brandon Hagel signed in Tampa over the summer or Owen Tippett just signed in Philly. Those guys got six to a little over six million a year. With the season DeBrus had, I'd, I don't think that's going to be on the table for him. So if you get him at a little bit of a discounted rate, yeah, I I think there is an upside there for the Bruins to re-sign him. Uh, you don't want to risk losing him for nothing in free agency. And I also think, I think DeBrus is a, is a guy that if he has that certainty, it probably helps him clear his head and play better. Uh, we saw that two years ago where he has this outstanding trade request and you don't know what the future holds. He ends up signing an extension on deadline day. And his play had already picked up a little bit before that, but he finished that season strong. And and I do think that probably helped him having that certainty. So it absolutely could benefit the Bruins to to get something done with DeBrusque. Um before the trade deadline on on March eighth, if you're, you know, if you're ruling out trading him away and getting an upgrade, which we all seem to be on the same page of, that's going to be really difficult to do. Uh, yeah, I think getting him into a good headspace as you approach the stretch run in the playoffs uh, is important. And if you listen, like say you signed DeBrus for five million million a year, and I don't know three years or something, I don't think that's a contract that's going to hurt you, like. I think that's completely reasonable. I think you're going to get solid middle six production out of them for the length of it. And if something goes sideways again, it it would be a tradable contract. So uh, I definitely think that's something worth exploring for them. Yeah. And if you really think about it, why, if, if you, if you're the Bruins and you've already decided you're, he's valuable for your playoff run this year, you want to keep him, and you, you're interested in keeping him for, for another a uh, few years, why not just get the contract done before free agency? I think that the trade deadline timing of it makes sense to to start. Um, maybe we'll start hearing talks soon about, okay, conversations are heating up between management and Nebraska and getting something done. All right. More more to get to there. More to get to another other trade possibilities. State of the team. This is Sunday Skate. I'm Scott McLaughlin with Andrew Razor Raycroft and Bridget Pru. You can call in 617-779-7937. Text us 37937. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're back to Sunday Skate on WEEI. Yeah, it's special. Um, you know, I, I, I know how fortunate I am to, to be part of this organization and, and one organization your whole career, uh, well, at least up to this point. Um, and, you know, that's part of what I love so much about being here is how much the fans care, how much they embrace the team. Um, you know, it, it, it truly is special and it flies by and, you really have to enjoy every day and, and make the most of every moment. You don't know when it's going to be last. And, and uh, you know, I just I can't believe how fast it's already gone. And, and uh, you know, it's something you want to make last forever. But, uh, you know, we all get a shelf life. And, and uh, you know, to, to look back on it and, and see some of those memories, is, it's very special. You don't get them to remember every day. But, uh, you know, this is the one I'll remember forever. Welcome back to Sunday Skate. That is, of course, Bruins captain Brad Marchand talking about uh, his 1,000th career game, which he reached this past week and which will be celebrated Monday afternoon before the Bruins home game against the Dallas Stars. And it's definitely worth touching on our feelings on Brad Marchand, both his career and his leadership this season as captain in his first year as captain. Uh, before we get to that, quick correction from me. I said Tyler Toffoli was on Calgary. He's not. He's on. He used to be on Calgary. He's on New Jersey. He is nonetheless a name that is popping up in trade rumors as a pending free agent, depending on whether the Devils can get back in it or not. Uh, I'm Scott McLaughlin with Andrew Razor-Raycroft and Bridget Peru. So let's, let's talk about Marshan because this is going to be – these 1,000-game celebrations are always – great and especially when it's a guy who's done it all with one team as Marchand has and considering you know where his career started as a third round pick that you know not a whole lot was expected from you're thinking okay let's you know hope he sticks on the fourth line as a grinder agitator type and right off the bat his first full season ends up developing into one of your most important forwards on a Stanley Cup winning team and then from there, growing into one of the best forwards in the league for, you know, more than half a decade. Um, and now, you know, at 35, having a bounce-back season, leading the team as captain. Razor, what what do you what comes to mind when you think of Martian, whether it's the career as a whole or this season in particular? Well, first I'll go to the fact that this is the last thousandth game celebration this team's going to see for quite a while. And I, I, similar to all the wins that this team's had in the building, similar to all the ceremonies that they, this team's had, uh, this is coming to an end right now. This is the last one tomorrow afternoon in Dallas because it's going to be a while. And we've had Bergeron, we've had Krejci, we've had Tuke, we've had all these guys. And, and the last four years has been a lot. It's very rare 
It doesn't happen often. We, we even had Nick Felinos, even though oh, he'd God. spent most of his career He's, not in Boston. He did get. Yes, he did. I will. Yeah, that's a whole nother. Um, <laughs> it, it, so again, this, 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 we, we need to, we need to recognize that I think a little bit and how lucky this fan base has been to be able to see these guys go through and, and pass this number with Brad. I think it's, it's not the most impressive because each and every one of these guys that get to this number are impressive in their own different ways. But, but Brad's path is as cool as any's and what he's done the the reverence he has with guys he's played with and even guys that he's played against now at this point to have gotten to this point, the respect he has for his competitiveness, for his willing to do whatever it takes to stay in the league, to be successful in this league. And I think for a guy who was playing over the edge, quite frankly, at certain times in his career and, and was not well-liked and well-received for that, for... His 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 standing has changed more than any other guy who's played a thousand games, maybe ever in the league. From where it start to where it was at game four hundred to where it was at game eight hundred and now a thousand. Um, it, it's been an, an incredible development and a great lesson for all of us. Which is crazy that we're saying Brad Marshawn's a lesson for all of us, but but it really kind of is in that you can change yourself, you can through hard work and humility and uh, learning from mistakes, get better. And, and that's what Brad's done. And that's what, for me, is pretty cool. Because, again, I played against him when he was a rat in 2011 and 12 and 13, where a guy that was really aggravating and, and no way in ever you would have expected him to turn into what he is now. So a lot of respect for him for that. And, and it's really quite impressive what kind of a player he's turned himself into. Yeah, and to to skate on his 1,000th game wearing a C on his chest is probably something most people wouldn't have thought even, I don't know, even two seasons ago. Like, I, I didn't even, uh, he was the, the obvious option in this offseason, but people around the league didn't think so. They were like, because they remember the Marshawn that uh, was licking people, and they remember the Marshawn that did something to their team along the way that they remember either being dirty or, or annoying or uh, just weird. Uh, so yeah, for him to be able to celebrate that 1000th game with the C shows you exactly how much he's changed and matured. And I mean, he became a parent a while ago. You, you could see him grow up and, and change and, and become uh, more like Bergeron, which is a good thing. You always want to see uh, people adapt to be more like Bergeron in terms of their personality and their, their leadership. And the good thing about the Bruins is they've had a lot of people that have matured that way following in the steps of, of Bergeron over the, the past several seasons when he's been the leader and even when he even before he was captain, um, kind of guiding people in the right direction. Yeah. Razor, so yeah, this will be the the last of the career Bruins to get to a thousand for a while. Yeah, JVR. That right. there yeah, we will get one of those one off ones where it, you have to celebrate it because it's the right thing to do, but it, it's obviously a little different. A guy that played less than 60 games for your team <laughs> doesn't count the same. It would be okay right. if he played like yeah, yeah. 500, but like the guy who plays like 60 games, it's like, yeah. Wait, how I mean, how get far it. away is he? James, James Van Riemsdyk is nine away. He's at 991. Yeah. Oh, so well, this will be soon. <laughs> yeah. And Shad, Shaddy could get, you know, Shaddy's like 940 or something like that. Yeah, he's not he, getting it this he year. He would have to be next year if he's back. That's um, right. So I, yeah, but the, I think, you're I mean, right. he's had a great, right. We're getting another one. He's had it, a great career, so. Yeah, and it, with Marshan too, like, him being captain, that, 
Bridget, as you mentioned, like that wasn't a given. You write Bergeron, it was a given. Whenever Zdeno Char's time was up, whether it was retirement or going to another team, Bergeron was the next, the, the guy in waiting for a long time. And you, Martian became that that next guy, but you wondered if you know if Bergeron plays a couple more years, does it? Maybe almost skip over him and go, you know, directly to Charlie McAvoy or maybe David Pasternak um, after Bergeron. You know, would, would you do it if you would like? Would you give Martian this C if you thought it was just going to be maybe for one season? You know, his last year or something. And it, it's not because Martian has said, you know, he doesn't plan on retiring anytime soon. He's he's a guy who, in the past, his exact comment was, "You're going to have to drag me off the ice." Um, you know, now that can change, right? Some guys just get to a point in their life where maybe they have something left in the tank, but they still decide, you know what, this is a this is a good place to call it, you know? If he captains the Bruins to a Stanley Cup, does that change something? Like it's so but from everything we've heard from Marsh and he definitely plans on playing at least several more years. And that that double hip surgery he had before last season was big because he's talked about how he needed to get that done if he was going to continue playing. Like if he didn't get that done, his career was going to end end before he wanted it to. So it set him back a bit next year. He's been pretty open about how he net, you know, really not until almost the playoffs. Did he really feel like himself last season? And you see that in his numbers. He had 21 goals last year. That's, that's really a down year by his standards. He's, you know, at one point this year he was on pace for 40. He's slightly off that pace now, but um, he's definitely on his way to getting back to those that mid thirty range that we saw from him year in year out throughout his prime. And you know he, what fascinating to me about Martian this year is is how he's grown as a captain too. I I talked to him about this a couple of weeks ago coming out of the All Star break. Uh, he he felt like early in the season he was trying to you know he wanted to keep going what Bergeron and Char had built, but he thought he was trying to be a little too much like both of them. And maybe wasn't totally being himself. And now he feels like he is. And Jim Montgomery says he's kind of seen that evolution over the course of the season where, you know, Martian's not like he's not trying to soften the blow to anyone. He he says what he has to say. He just gets to the point. And that's what he's always done. And and I think it's taken a little while for him to realize he can still be like that as captain. He doesn't have to really change who he is all that much. No, he he took it to heart. And and. Of course, there's there's ways to work your way through it. He was he really wanted it, and and anytime you really want something, you probably overcompensate initially. Um, but but again, they they've talked about it. I think we can all see it that that he's a good captain, and and he's been a, a really good leader for this team, and he will continue to be because the way he's playing now, you, you're looking at you know another minimum two years you know there, there there's numbers that he can still catch i mean he's gonna get to 400 goals um would not surprise me if he has 500 in his mind uh, there's not a lot of guys in the in the in the all-time history of the nhl has got 500 goals he's going to be what 90 behind let's say you know at best probably um so three seasons after this one uh, you could you could try for that, and that might be a goal in his head, and that means he's around for you know thirty eight, thirty nine years old. Yeah, I mean he's only three away from four hundred right now. Um, so that I mean that could come in one game. <laughs> it, it should. Thought it was going to come on this homestand at some point, but <laughs> yes. maybe tomorrow. 
I'm uh, sure. What have you it's been? It's a big pl- party tomorrow. Yeah, I was gonna say you. You already got the graphics and everything ready to go on Ness. And I'm and sure they are. Ringside. Yeah, your P-Dub ringside. definitely <laughs> has those built up for sure. They've been waiting for that, and uh, I know. I know Brad's got like. I know a bunch of guys are back in town. Um, there's going to be a bunch of family, so expect a huge effort from him tomorrow. That'll be fun too. Yeah, it's crazy when you look at like Bruins franchise leaderboards and where he is and uh, where he can get to. Like, as you said, he's at 397 goals now. A couple more years, he can pat Phyllis Pizzito second at 459. Yeah. that That's two seasons worth of goals for him. Like, he can get to second. He has that circled for sure. Challenging Johnny Busick, not totally out of the question. Like, a little further off for sure, 545. Points, right now he's at 912. 100 away from Esposito. That's a couple seasons. Then you got Bergeron at 1040. That's within reach. Like, top three Bruins all time. Yeah, he's not going anywhere until he gets to 1040, right? Like, he's not going anywhere until he gets to 460. Like, so that's, you're talking two more years minimum. Um, it, it's similar to what Ovi, like Ovi's not going anywhere. The, he might struggle. He might have times where he slumps, but still very valuable. And he's not going anywhere until he gets these, these numbers. Yeah. And we were talking about this the other day, the Olympics are in two seasons. Like, I feel like he wants you still playing that level of hockey so that he can play mm-hmm. for team Canada. No question. That's another circle for him and Sid and, and these guys that have missed out on it the last half dozen years. To, to be able to to do that and experience that, I, I would no question that's that's above his headboard as well. Yeah, and and Martian's never been to the Olympics. He, you know, 2014, he wasn't quite at that level to make Team Canada. Mm-hmm. He won't be there in 2030. So this this is his only chance. He's been he would have easily been on the last two teams. Correct. He got robbed because the NHL didn't go. So you you know that's eating at him. Someone who has had lots of success with Team Canada aside from Olympics, you know, has won. A World Cup won, I think, two World Juniors, right? Yeah. So, you know, like, you want to round out that trophy case. He he wants that. And, and it's been a real bummer that we haven't got to watch the NHL play in the Olympics the last few times. And I've, I've said this before. It's one of the things that, like, I was, I was so disappointed with the last one. I was so, so disappointed. So, so, so were the players. I was going to say, they, imagine. A couple weeks before, they thought they were going. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and Brad them, was the most vocal. Yeah. Shocking. But he was vocal <laughs> about that, you know, because he knew that, that he had a chance to, to represent the country. And, and he, he definitely has... He is looking at every left winger that comes across Canada's board and trying to be better than him when he's doing his pull-ups in the dressing room, right? Like, that's that's his focus and that's his motivation. Building off this a little bit, Razor, what do you think of Bruins' team leadership overall? Obviously, they lost quite a bit with Bergeron and Krejci retiring. We think Martian's done a good job as captain. Pasenak and McAvoy step into the A's. The Bruins did go out and get some veterans, Van Riemsdyk. Shattenkirk, obviously Lucic didn't work out, but how, does this team have the lead? Like, you get to tough situations in the postseason, you feel like this team has the leadership necessary to to guide them through, uh, you know, not just yeah. regular season adversity, but the the real stuff in the spring. Yeah, I do, as, as much as anyone does. Um, you look at the... Again, you, you talk to everyone outside of Boston, and the first thing they say is culture and accountability about this group. So I, there's no question that they have that in the room. Um, with Brad of wanting one before, with a few, you know, what, half a dozen guys having gone to Game 7 
in 19. Uh, they, they have that in the room. They understand what it takes. And um, they're, they're, there's enough voices in there, absolutely, for me. That, that shouldn't be something they're focused on. They always have that culture in mind when they're bringing players into this room, how they're going to fit. But that's not the first thing above size or, or ability is, is getting a guy with leadership. I don't think this team needs that, no. And and as people that get to speak to the players, we 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 have a better idea of what people are actually like. Their, their personalities, you know, um, what kind of leadership qualities they might bring and be able to communicate because we we get to see them answer questions um, and we ask them about the same thing. So I feel like people might not understand that Charlie Coyle is a great communicator and has mm-hmm. been helpful to players like Trent Frederick. Um, Brandon Carlo has become somewhat of a leader on the back end and he's very um, smart with his his responses to us about a lot of things and, and there are just players around the lineup that are, are able to take accountability and hold their other teammates accountable and, and that adds to the leadership it's it's everybody's kind of doing a little bit of it yes yeah there, there's a bunch of guys in there yeah kind of comes back to you know where we started the show which is the, the questions are, are on the ice and they're in in the mm-hmm. lineup with personnel and uh Get into one of the texts we we you know tying into this. How do the Bruins improve net defense? So that this is interesting because this is an area that Jim Montgomery has before the All Star break. He was asked, you know, what areas do you still want to see your team improve? The only thing he said, the first thing he said, was net front defense. So you know that's a priority for him because it's the first place his mind went, and. This was a problem in the playoffs last year. It's been a problem at times this season. Uh, they have, you know, they are giving up some high danger chances. Um, goalies have, have bailed them out at times. And you look at their lineup and you you wonder, you know, do they have that personnel internally or do they have to go get something? Because I I got a little bone to pick with Derek Forbert because I... I knew we were getting to this. I, you're winding up to this. Yeah, so yesterday, you know, every time Derek Forbert's in the lineup, people are tweeting, why is he in the lineup? Why is he in the lineup? Well, why does Montgomery keep playing him? I pointed out that I think the reason he remains in the lineup is because whatever his faults are, statistically, analytically, he has been good at net front defense. The Bruins give up fewer high-danger chances when he's on the ice than they do with any other defenseman. If you look at those like shot heat maps that some some fancy stats sites have, <laughs> the net front when Forbert is on the ice in the defensive zone is all blue. That's a good thing. That means teams aren't getting chances there. But Forbert has other shortcomings, and we've seen some of them pop up. We know he's not mobile, so can can he be an everyday player? Is, like, is his roster spot safe, or should they be looking for something else there? Well, we need long, big defensemen that need to stay in the lineup, and that's Derek Forbert. I, 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 I don't see how that translates. So when you, you can't say you want more big defensemen, and then at the same time say Forbert needs to come out of the lineup because that's exactly what big, strong defensemen do. Is what Forbert does. It's some. It's not pretty. It, it can be ugly at times. He made a bad decision going a strong side on the backhand of boards. You see Marshand out in front of that. He's waiting for that little chip behind the net. Marshy's going to go get it. They're going to go out of the zone. They're going to come out of the box. It's going to be a six-on-five empty net goal game over. But he made a bad decision yesterday. And 
Also, because he's the left defenseman, when the puck's on the right side, he's got to be the front of the net. He comes all the way up the wall. That's what leaves Kopitar in front of the net all alone as well. So it's an all-around ugly play, all-around spotlight play for Derek Forbert. But the reality is we're calling and clamoring, and people are texting and calling, and we need bigger defense. We need, well, again, similar to DeBrusque, we're getting rid of DeBrusque and not filling a winger spot and forward top six because we want more scoring. Similar is we're getting rid of Forbert for who? Where are the other big defensemen? Like any of these top contenders would want a Derek Forbert in their lineup. Now, it doesn't mean you can't get another guy to help him with different situations and playing time and ice time and putting him in the right situations. But um, for me, Derek Forbert's kind of the least of, of everyone's concerns. He is what he is. He does a very good job, like you said, on the heat map. He's going to make mistakes as well. He's not hes not Charlie McAvoy. He is what he is, and, and I think he does a pretty good job at that. Yeah, I mean, and he's his main thing has been he's good on the penalty kill. He's, he's a shot blocker. That's actually how he gets injured every once in a while. Yeah. And I'm sure as a goalie, you appreciate well, those yeah, things. Well, I, yeah, I, I do have a soft spot for guys like that because I know how important they are and, and how those are the guys that people point fingers at first. But inside the room and as a goalie, I, I I want that guy more than I want the guy than than Quinn Hughes who gets a hundred points. Like I, I he doesn't do anything for me defensively. Yeah, Derek so, Forbert does. So then my question is, for so and he's not getting traded, right? He, Derek no, Forbert no. is not getting no, no. traded. There's not really. He might have more value than everybody else if he was if they did want to trade him. That's that's what's ironic. You can get a first round pick for Derek Forbert possibly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it. it like depends. if the Bruins were out of the playoffs right now. Derek Forbert would be on the top 25 list of every trade watcher around the country. He would. I'll, I'll just say, if I, if I can get a first-round pick for Forbert, I, I would make that trade. And then I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll turn around and go find something else. But Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, oh, you're going to flip it? Okay, well. No. Yep. Um, <laughs> All right. My, you cut me off in my question, which was, um, it, if obviously we don't think he's going to get traded. Is he someone that stays in the lineup over you bring in a new guy or you like think about how many defensemen they have right now. They're rotating Wotherspoon and Chat and Kirk out. They have Mason Lori potentially coming back at some point, but, but where does that leave forward in terms of the, like a rotation? Um, Cause you're right. They, they're going to want him in the lineup, especially for certain matchups, but he last playoffs wasn't a certainty to play um, in, in every game that series. Yeah. Bridget, you, you and I can definitely get into this more in the final segment. Razor, I know you have to run. So any, any parting thoughts from you as far as no. forward defense? No, no, just in general. Let's 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 enjoy the run. Let's enjoy the adversity. Let's enjoy getting on this team a little bit, but but also enjoy the fact that they have seventy five points in fifty five games, and we get to talk about them next Sunday. I Good start, to, crew. I wanted Good to start. ask you about the goalie interference. I oh, forgot to gosh, bring it up. No, oh, that's I. I don't have another hour to do that. <laughs> okay. no, sorry. <laughs> All right. Raze has got to run. Me and Bridge will be back for our last segment after this. This is a Sunday skate on WEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. 
Extreme Minor League affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. This is Sunday Skate on WEEI. All right, welcome back. Final segment of Sunday Skate. Razor had to run, but we've replaced him with Christian Arcand. Equally athletic, uh, equally well, knowledgeable about uh, the Bruins <laughs> in the NHL. I'd say that's all. It all checks out. So. Same save percentage and goals against average. It's like Razor never even left, really, is what it's like. <laughs> How you guys doing? So, show sounds great, by the way. Thank ah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're, we're doing great. Uh, Christian, it's coming up next, so stick around. Sunday Mass. Uh, I'm opening my sermon with some not kind things about the Bruins, just so we're <laughs> just so you right. know, just so you're not surprised driving home. Like, oh, hey, Arkan was so nice. That's great. No, it's not. I'm I'm really down on this team right now. I'm disappointed in a lot of things right now. And I know it's Sunday, and you know it's Sunday scare. But I'm like, there's the the main uh, thrust of the sermon today is how disappointed I am in like everyone in the Patriots, the Red Sox, the Bruins. It's not the Celtics so much, but All Star Weekend. I haven't, I haven't liked that so far either. I thought the dunk contest was really bad. Like, I'm down on everything today. All right, let's let's get a preview of of what's bothering you specifically about the Bruins. Um, well, Forbert, first of all, that turnover yesterday, which you guys were just talking about, was ridiculous. Um, Martian's probably going to get suspended for that elbow, I think, um, or at the very least get fined for it. Uh, his status keeps coming back up with stuff like this, so you never really know how he's going to get punished. Like, I think something's going to happen. There was no call on the ice, but I think something's going to happen uh, because that was, I, I don't know, do you guys think that was a bad hit? I, I think he's... I think he might survive this. He, yeah. I, he definitely comes up high. He gets him with. I think he might have saved himself because it's a little bit of like a forearm shiver and not a full blown elbow. So we'll see. It it should have been a penalty on the ice. It should have been a two minute minor. I it think. was at, he extended. He didn't go up. Like, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like he's a little guy, so that may play into it. But I just feel like. The league office isn't going to want to hear that anymore with him. You know, it's like you should know this by now. Yeah, I, I agree with Arkan actually on this one. I thought it should have been a penalty on the ice. And, and because it wasn't, sometimes that opens it up to supplemental discipline or fines. Be, because it wasn't handled on the ice, now we have to handle it some other way. Fine, I could see. I, I would be surprised if that ends up as a suspension. Yeah, but. and uh, Arvidsson didn't get really hurt either, right? right. Like he was back yeah. out there pretty soon after. So it's probably not going to be too dramatic. But I just, uh, you know, with him especially, like why are you risking this right now? The team's Floundering. Every mistake they make ends up in the back of the net. It just seems like that's been going on here for a couple weeks now. And now Martian's out there throwing elbow. Like, the last thing they can afford is to lose him for any period of time. And I just feel like everything's getting kind of, it's kind of unraveling right now. I'm not I'm not happy about that. It's funny because Razor, Razor and you would be in an argument right now. <laughs> about if Razor what, about was which still part here, of that? The sky isn't falling from <laughs> Razor's point of view. And then the, the Arcan sky is falling. Uh, take. Yeah, and, I, and I'm probably somewhere in the middle of those two where I don't think the sky's falling. I think these last three games, there's, there's been a lot of good things, but that the Saturday loss of the Kings, to me, in particular, is concerning because it's some of the same issues that keep popping up. You know, we touched on not holding leads. Special teams continues yeah. to struggle. Um, you know, they do get a power play goal yesterday, snapped an 0-15 for 15 slump, but in general, power play has just not been moving the, the, the puck quick enough too stationary penalty kill 
you're now going on like a couple months of that. Yeah. Not being up to snuff. And that for so Again, many years forward. has always been a strength. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in another area where, you know, in theory, Forbert should be a positive contributor. And he has been in the past, too. It's not like yeah. he's never contributed there. But, th- I mean, in this stretch in particular. What That's- do you think the worst loss of the stretch has been, by the way? Oh, Washington. Washington? Yeah, I'd say Washington. I think it was the Kraken loss. I, I mean, the Washington one was bad, and they got booed off the ice and everything. But, like, the if, Kraken coming in here and doing that, I thought the, that was supposed to be their get-right so game. And instead I'm, they I'm got, actually the op- The Kraken loss bothers yeah. me the least. Because, really? Yeah. Because I think they played the best. And I, that one I can chalk up to... They ran into a hot goalie. Joey Decord. That was a yeah. Stood on good. his head, played out of his mind. We are at we are at our end here on the first Sunday skate of the season. As we've said, that we got, didn't bother you that game. Ugh, that game bothered no, me. I mean, there's we had a whole discussion about good losses versus bad losses. Yeah, and, and the Washington one was <laughs> Washington bad was bad. It was, I mean, that was pretty yeah, bad. And, but, and, I mean, and L.A. on Saturday bothers me. Home stand from hell is what this is. Yeah. Well. The good news is they get a chance to salvage it against, against one of the hottest teams in the NHL, yeah, the Dallas Stars. They'll so. probably beat them, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but their one win, they smoked Vancouver. True. Yeah. the best record in the league. So it's true. Who knows? You can't you, you can't predict hockey, uh, at, least, at least not in the regular season. So that'll do it for this week. Thank, thank you to Nico for playing yes, us out job, with, a, with this Harry Styles banger right now. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say great job for Nico, just producing in general, not not so much uh, the final song, but uh. <laughs> everything for everything. Um, but you're always gonna get a compliment from me if you play Harry Styles. So okay. So we're back next week, nine to eleven a.m. Me, Razor, Bridget, whole crew at it again. Maybe Arcand at the end. We'll see. Yeah, maybe Christian Arcand coming up next Sunday Mass. He's he's really disappointed. He's got a lot to complain about. Yes. <laughs> We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.